get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games What's good, everybody? How you feeling? Uh, this is a big week, a really, really big week. And yeah, we've been away for a little while. We're back. Good to be back. Feels good to be back. Really, really big game. I don't know how else you can say it. Really, really big game. Friday night at the Madhouse on Matheson. Bombers, Argos. But will it be a head-to-head matchup between two of the MOP candidates? Maybe not. We'll get into those details uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, appreciate all you guys joining us. Great to see you all in the live chat, watching uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Charlie, good to see you. Robert, Scott, Arlen, uh, James, uh, J.W. Bartell. Awesome to see everybody in here. Lots to get to on the show. Let's bring in the man you've been waiting to see. Back from the injured list surgery successful i am happy to report zach schnitzer how are you how is the knee yeah good to see you db i somehow i missed you and your mug i missed that cute little mug look at you fresh it's just the haircut and everything you know fresh. it's just the haircut that's all it is you're looking fresh hey i got a haircut too look at me yeah. i didn't get the fade i'm not as fancy as you are but well i i, I gotta say this i i, I want to mention this okay great local business Saint on waterfront in Winnipeg's historic exchange district. Okay. Scott and his team. So talented. Like they take good care of you. And not only will you leave there looking good, you're going to leave there feeling good. They're launching a new website tomorrow, but you got to check them out. Like they're, they're just awesome. Uh, we are saint.com. You can check them out. There's the phone number on the screen as well. You can dial them up or uh, hit up wearesaint.com and uh, book right through there. But this is the best part. This isn't just another barbershop. This guy cuts Brady Oliver's hair, cuts a whole bunch of other bombers. Uh, His staff cut a whole bunch of bombers, a whole bunch of sea bears, C-E-B-L-M-V-P, Teddy Allen of the Winnipeg Sea Bears. Uh, Nick Ehlers gets it high and tight done right at Saint. It's a great spot. Go check them out. Uh, as I mentioned, we are saint.com new website launching tomorrow, but you can go to that website right now and, uh, book your appointment with Scott or the team. My beard has never been done better. Love that place. Big shout well, out. They must be talented. They look at, they made you look respectable. See, no, how do you go from that? How do you go from, Saying you miss this mug to, you know, the, the veiled that's shot how, like that. That's not to make broad generalizations, but that's how men show love. We put each other down. That's true. That's true. And then behind your back, we might talk about how great you are. <laughs> women are different. When's your, when's your women, live show? Women when's when's put your you solo down behind show your back? to chew what? me up? When When is that happening? Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, well see, we got we we got a lot to get to on the show here, right? Because uh, we are in the home stretch of the Canadian Football League season. Um, and if you haven't yet, you want to subscribe to Bonfire Sports. Why? Hockey launching very soon. And the reason there's been a delay is changing directions a little bit. Going to do something more visual, more artful, more fun. And something I think is really missing uh, in the landscape right now covering hockey. But lots to get to on the program today. We're going to talk about the Bombers and the Argos. Chad Kelly not running the first team offense for the Argos today on day one of practice. Bombers are on the field for day two ahead of Friday's tilt. Pre-game show with myself and Chris Walby goes Thursday live at three o'clock. Zach, you'll join me, of course, as always. Game day after dark. The spot to be after the Bombers game right here on Bonfire Sports. Right after the game, we're going to go live. Um, But before we get into it, we got a guest. And people are asking, you know, like, okay, you know, is there a hint in there? Who's this guest? I put Nick Dembski on, uh, I put Nick Dembski on the the YouTube thumbnail, okay? But it's not Nick Dembski. 
It's someone we have never had before here on the program. And, and Schnitzi, I know you're excited uh, to ask this young man some questions. Oh, Kyrie, Ooh. I got you, man. I got you. Hang tight. I'm going <laughs> to zoom you out. I'm going to bring you in. Oh, there we go. Now you're looking good. Yeah. You're looking fresh. You're looking like you were just at Saint getting it done. How are you, man? Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining thank, us, thank man. Uh, yeah, no, things are good. I'll let you talk now. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I mentioned as a bit of a teaser, surprise Bombers player joining us live on the show tonight. An outstanding player. And what's outstanding about you, Kyrie? is you're obviously an outstanding linebacker, but what stands out to me is how you are an underrated talent in the Canadian Football League. And we know injuries have, have snagged you a little bit, but when you're on the field playing next to Big Hill, playing behind Jackson Jeffcoat and that uh, vaunted defensive front you guys got, uh, you make plays. You are able to get from sideline to sideline and get all over the field, make some tackles uh, and make things happen. I I'm sure you're happy to be back in the fold and uh, and healthy and, and and rocking right now. De definitely, man. Definitely, man. It's just been you know it's been a blast just get back on the field just even with the players, man. Because I mean you don't know like I um, said before, um, I was telling somebody like you don't know how much you miss football until you you haven't been playing for a long time, and when you just get back on the field, you know just going to uh, basically going to war with your brothers. It like it's it's such a good feeling, man. You know being able to get back on the field just you know tackle people. And just right, just have that camaraderie, you know, just talking to you, talking to Biggie, talking to Willie, you know, talking to Spook and all of them, you know, just getting back into that feeling, you know, be back on the field with them. It just feels feel real good. And for those that don't know, Spook is, well, as Zach will tell you, probably my favorite player to watch on the Blue Bombers defense. Who's that, Zach? Who is it? The tarpaulin. The I call tarpaulin. him the human tarpaulin, <laughs> the human tarp. He covers everything. Spook, the nickname yeah. of Dietrich Nichols, of course, right? Yes, yes. Hey, he's he's special, man. Like he like it's sometimes like you sometimes you be thinking uh he knows the uh he knows the offensive plays like he be knowing what the re receivers be doing before they even make their move. Like he's he's a special player. Like he he studies like in in the locker room you you see him always like looking in the playbook or looking at film, seeing like seeing what can he get a jump on you know when he faces the you know the opponent that we have. So, Kyrie, one of the guys that looks like they're coming back, maybe even this week, is Theadric Hansen. I met you guys at the Taste of the Blue Bombers event, and it was nice of you guys to give me a, an autograph and all that. Um, what does it mean to have him come back, especially given the fact that you had similar injuries and, and maybe even rehab together? Oh, man, it's special, man. I'm excited to see him come back, man, because, like like you said, we have the same injuries. So, like, it like. You know, him, um, basically, uh, we both was uh, working out. So we was pushing each other and we was always telling each other, like, you know, it's all going to pay off. You know, even though we're going through the fire right now, it's all going to pay off. So it's just good to, you know, see him, you know, getting back on the field. And like, and like when you talk to him, you can tell he's excited. Like I, when I, even when I was, uh, got back, get on the field, like, you like, you could tell he's very, he was getting anxious and ready. Like, like, man, I already got like, it's almost time T. it's almost time, but it's good to see him on the field, you know, going with the uh, running plays and getting in with the defense and getting back into the swing of things, man. It's a side. I'm excited for him, man. I'm excited yeah. for real. Teadric Hansen, of course, uh, I know some guys were calling him like T-1000 because he's kind of built like a Terminator, right? Uh, some people in the oh. live chat. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The guy's a specimen. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's a beast. Like, I remember our first one, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I've never seen nothing like that, but like, I'm sorry. I swear, one time we was in the weight room, he was doing some type of handstand with the with the dumbbell. So he might got to take more, but he was on like this is a, this is a freak of nature. Like this is this is special. <laughs> yeah. like, he's he's a different type of guy. He's built different. Well, Granny Bomber yeah. fan is watching live on YouTube and always a great commenter joining us. Uh, how you doing, Granny? Good to see you. Uh, Granny Bomber fan wants to know what what your nickname is. Oh, <laughs> my nickname. I, my nickname. My nickname is Kyrie Butts. I don't know why. I never really seen the show, but so for some reason it, it happened a long time ago. But his, actually, I don't know if you guys remember Thomas Miles back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I don't know where I got the name, but for some reason they call me Big Tuna. I guess it's from the some I was random. I'm like, who is Big Tuna? Like, I guess it's like <laughs> kind of like an inside joke. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. But it's like Jesse Bridge the and all them still be trying to. 
Yeah. Yeah. Still trying to swing that, swing that. Uh, so now I'm like, I don't even know what that is, Jesse. But like, like, no big tune. I'm like, what is that? Like, I never really want to. So I'm like, I'm, I'm always bossing. I'm like, why y'all keep saying that? But yeah. So I, I would say pretty much that. But really, nah, it's just Kyrie Wilson or what you know. On that day, <laughs> Kyrie, I, I got a two part question for you. Who has the best mm-hmm. nickname on the team? And who's the guy on the team that like absolutely hates being called his nickname? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, he gonna probably get mad. Uh, we're not mad, but you gonna like. I do. Uh, so I said, I said, you know what? I like, I do like Spook. I do like that's that's. I just like that's just code name. Like just call Spook. I like this. I think I like I like Spook. I would say Spook is a, a good nickname. And then for a, there's a a DB name. I think you know guys know uh, Abu. Abu, uh, Abu Durami Suare. Yeah, but there's so many nicknames because I might, I might be telling too much, but like he went to Colgate uh, College, so we were like, so we all joke about him going to Colgate like, dang, did you guys like sell, you know, did you guys get a lot of toothpaste and all that stuff? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of, there, we have a lot. Oh, go you, got, you got the dentist Malik Clements too, right? And I know he's got the big smile. Oh yeah, you know I'll be forgetting about it. He be low key about it. But I forgot he mm. did study study dentist. Yeah, no yeah, dentists so, are yeah, always so low key. Would, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because he really doesn't be. He doesn't really. I mean, he talks, but he don't really be saying. He does. He doesn't really like talk about that. But I remember he did say something about the dentist part, I was, uh, and I was that was pretty cool, Daddy. Um, I'm going to pull a comment up up on screen that I know Zach wants to ask you. Uh, It's a question a lot of people ask. So, Zach, go ahead and ask your football question for for Kyrie Wilson. Waiters had the same one. Oh, Waiters and I are thinking about the same thing, Kyrie. Like, you seem to be the master of the screen pass. You sniffed them out so well. Like, what? what Uh, why are you so good at it? Uh, you know, I I mean, I I really just like, I mean, I just – I guess I just, I would, I would, I would always play. Like, I mean, I just, I just, my eyes are out there. My eyes are always in the right spot at the right time, basically. Like, and usually, like, you know, you, when you, especially if you're like looking at down distance, you study what the team is doing, you always have a feeling that something, something might be coming up like a screen, especially like, especially on like long distance, long distance when they, you know, second long. So they try to get, try to sneak you with something. So, I mean, it's really about just having your eyes in the right place, man, at the end of the day. Like, I mean, it just happens that, I mean, I'm there when it happens. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just, you know, happy just, you know, I'm just there in the right place. I don't, I don't even know how to explain just really, but at the same time, really just having your eyes in the right place and, you know, be ready to react when it does happen at the same time and not really hesitate so much. Because sometimes, sometimes if you do see screen, you start to hesitate, then that's when you get blocked by the line and stuff. So you, so when you do see, you just got to go and, you know, make a play. So good to have Kyrie Wilson, weak side linebacker for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Bombers Argo sold out game coming this Friday night at IG Field, the madhouse on Matheson, as I affectionately like to refer to it. Uh, Kyrie, what's it like uh, being on defense at IG Field when it is a capacity crowd like you guys have had? This will be your third straight sellout. You had it in the Banjo Bowl. You had it against um, uh, you had it against um, uh, the Montreal Alouettes as well. when the crowd is at full lung, full swell, full throat, and the other team, obviously you're on the field when the, when the other team's offense is on, and everybody's just going absolutely berserk to throw them off their game. Does that almost bring a challenge to the defense, or, or do you guys like that? No, no, keep it coming. Keep it coming. We love that. <laughs> we love all that. We love it. We love it. We need it. We, no, we love it. That's our 13 that's our minutes on, on the field, man. We love it. We love the loudest, especially third down. I mean, especially second down, or even yeah. even first down. We love it. Like especially when we're coming out, like it's that gets us going. That brings the energy. Like we love it. We love it. Keep doing it. We love. We love our. We love our fans. They die hearts, and they you know, they're there. You know, they they got our backs, and we got their backs. You know, we we show out for them because we know that they, you know, that they you know they come and see us. They come to see us. They really want to come and see a party. That's what we try to do on the field. We want to have a party, man. Have fun and do what we do, and you know. Make sure that you know, the fans enjoy it. That's why I call it the Madhouse. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so Kyrie, Kyrie. I mean, Darren called you underrated. It's it's a moniker that that a lot of people use for you as underrated. What's that like for you to hear that? Like, do you see yourself as underrated, or what do you think that's all about? Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean. It, at the end of the day, I really don't think to. I really don't really think about it too much. I really just. Like at the same time, I really just focus on what I have to do at the same time. Like and and whatever is best for the team and 
just do making sure I be the best player and best teammate I can be for the team. And they call me underrated, call me underrated. By the end of the day, like I really buy into all that. I just really just do my uh, do uh, do the best I can to help out the team and and, and win the games, man. So if it's yeah. underrated, it is, then hey, it is what it is, man. Yeah, so, well, you know, and, push, push. I refer to you as that because of, of so many people that kind of you know talk about all the stars on this defense. Like, like how come you're not mentioning Kyrie? How come you're not mentioning this guy? Uh, be- because of, of how impactful you are when you're on the field. Um, but you are amongst a, a whole crew of, of, of dudes that are, are really impressive football players. Uh, I think Willie Jefferson is the best athlete and player in the CFL today, quarterbacks included. Yeah, I said it. I've been saying it for weeks. I've been saying it for months, frankly. But Jackson Jeffcoat seems to be a guy that when he is in your lineup, the defense seems to bring everything to to a different level. Tell us a little bit about Jackson Jeffcoat and and what he brings. Jackson is like he's he go, he's a he goes hard. He goes hard. Like there's no there's no off off switch for him. Like he goes hard practice, goes hard in the game. Definitely goes hard. So he brings that he brings that intensity, that physicalness, that spark that you know that we um that we need just to get it going because he's he's gonna bring he's gonna bring it. Like you know they said, don't be that. Uh, don't be the uh, don't be the nail, be the hammer, and he's definitely that hammer that brings it every every game, every game, and every every play. Like so, he he's the, he's he's the one that brings that he brings that he brings that energy, that physical toughness that that we uh, that we thrive on. Nice. And when when you um, when you think about guys that you play against in this league, Kyrie, who is who is maybe one or two? I guess you'd be covering running backs a lot. Who are the most difficult to bring down? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Now see. we're asking you to hype up your opponent, right? Yeah, I, I'm like, dang, I thought this was a bomber station. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, I was, I would say, you know what? I like, I like Kadeem Carey. I like, I like Carey from Calgary. Like, he's a good back. And both, actually, both of them back. I think both, both of them backs are pretty good. Yeah, Mills. And so, like I said, I've been, mm-hmm. out, I've been, yeah, and I, and I've been out, I mean, so I've been out for a minute, but, uh, I would say, Probably, probably, I would say Kerry and and Milton. Like they're they're very good backs, and they they can do pretty much everything. They can line up in, a, in as a wide receiver, take the ball, and like yeah, so they can do pretty much everything. So I would say those are those are probably uh, tough. I know. Oh, did we lose him? Oh man, I think we lost Kyrie. Uh oh. Oh, he says it's he's muted himself. So maybe he had another call come in. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask him, you know, about, about Brady, because, you know, they don't get to go full tilt. They don't go ham or yeah. anything against each other in practice. But what we've seen from Brady Oliveira this year has been special. He's back. How you doing? Oh, oh my, fault. It, my fault. You guys called it, it like an incoming call. My fault. <laughs> oh, no, it's all it's all good. I, I wanted to ask you, like we're talking about, you know, the, the tailbacks that are, are hard to take down and, and hard to play against. I know you guys don't go ham in practice on one another, but. You're you're watching what Brady Oliveira is doing this year, and uh, mm-hmm. just this, the legs keep churning, the pad level is low. He is the hammer, not the nail, with the football in his hands. Uh, and this is a young man too. This is a young player that uh, is only his second year uh, as a starter in uh, on your team's offense. Uh, what is it about Brady that makes him so dangerous? Man, he just he's he's just tough. He's a tough runner. Like he doesn't. He doesn't go down with one hit. Like he just always going in the more and the more uh, touches he get, the more it just it, it's almost like he's getting stronger, the stronger as the game goes. And so like he just he's just a hard worker, no matter if you're throwing it to him or you handing the ball off to him, he's gonna he's gonna give you all all um all he got and he just runs hard. Like every play he's he's he wants people to feel it. No matter what, even if it's like short, he won't he wants you to feel it. So like he just that's and that's and that's you know that's the model we have there you know be physical, and, you know and you know and leave it out there again. So like he's just a tough runner and yeah I love it, we love it. Well and we're we're talking about um, like you're the will position, Kyrie. Talk like I never I never grew up playing football. So when I think about like will linebacker versus let's say middle linebacker. One is weak side, one is in the middle. What what's the biggest difference uh, for fans to know between maybe a will versus a Mac or a, or a middle linebacker? Oh, uh, pretty much. Like I mean, it, I would I'll be honest. With you, it's not that big a difference. I would say. I mean, probably you have a little bit more smaller space, even though the even though the house is like moved in more. But I mean, you're pretty much doing almost the same thing at the Mac at the same time. 
And so, like, um, it's like, so that's why, I, like, that's what's so special about this um, defense. Like, we are like the both, both uh, Mac or Will are interchangeable. So, pretty much what you're doing with the Will, you're doing with the Mac. So, at the same time, like, it's really not that big of a difference. Like, we don't try to make it too complicated. Like, so, worst case scenario, if somebody goes down, we, we got all, you know, we got linebackers that can fill in in very real spots. So, we're pretty much wherever you see the Mac doing, we're pretty much doing the, pretty much the same thing. Maybe a do, little bit different because of the packages, but at the same time, we're pretty much doing the same thing, running over the field, echoing the calls, and making sure everybody get lined up so we can be ready to go. When you mentioned the space being a little bit different, because you're on that short side of the field or that narrower side of the field with the hash closer mm-hmm. to the sidelines. So uh, is, you know, you talked about your eyes being so important. I know how much work you guys put in off the field in the film room and in the meeting rooms and, and uh, putting your game plan together and, and scheming against your opponent, studying your opponent. Uh, when you play in smaller space like that, your eyes are probably almost more important than your legs. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Cause one quick, one quick, like, um, misread, you know, it might be, it might, you know, you might miss it. So like, yeah, you're definitely, yeah. I, cause like, cause sometimes you, sometimes I would say sometimes you, you can't get too fast and you forget how, you know, even though it's not, I would say it's like that big of a difference, but like you're still on the weak side. So it's still a small space. So you might overrun the play. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And so you might overrun the play. So you gotta be a little bit more patient and cautious and just gotta really know where you where your um, where your landmarks at and, and line it up right. So. Let me, let me ask you this while we're talking about the, you know, the, the weak side or the will versus the middle you're playing next to undoubtedly a future hall of famer in Adam Big Hill. Um, what is it about his leadership style that stands most out to you? Because I know he is one of those guys that when vocal, People listen, mm-hmm. but also the lead by example. What what is it about his leadership style that that really resonates with your teammates? It's just that he's like he's like I, like I tell like I say like he's like another coach, man. Like mm-hmm. he's always in he's always in early, like you know studying, looking at film, and you know making sure, making sure like that he um, that he gets everything he needs just so he can play fast. But most of all, too, like because. I'm not trying to put not my bad Adam. I'm not trying to put your age out there, but like you know, he's up. So he, I don't know how old he is, but like he's always taking care of his body, which makes him even better. Like what makes him play fast and keep up how he plays and stuff. So like I think that's the biggest thing. I already watch. I really like admire that how how good he takes care of his body. Yeah. Because like you know, when you get to a certain age, you kind of want to slack off. Like ah, I want to do this, but no, nah, he he's in there every day taking care of his body, making sure he's stretching, getting in tubs, doing all the things he needs just so he could be ready to go on. On game day, so I I really like that's where that's the biggest thing. Besides, like everybody knows like how he's vocal, physical, and like like he's another coach. But like the biggest thing I admire him is that how he takes care of his body and um on and off the field, and it's it's, it's special, man. It's special. It's crazy how he does all those core exercises too, the plyometrics, the the flexibility. Like you see him in the off season, and he's like you know, on his knees in his garage in Winnipeg, blizzard outside. And he's like bending over backwards, like, you know, touching his shoulder blades uh, next to his heels. It's incredible. The guy, you know, built like that, that he has that flexibility and, and core strength as well. I know Schnitzi, you wanted to ask Kyrie about, you know, after the game or yeah. off days and what the guys get into. Well, you know what, before, if I could just ask another one, uh, talking about like uh, linebackers, you play, play with right next to you, Kyrie, what talk a little bit about uh, Reddick Cramdy and what he's brought this year? He's sort of a newcomer in the sense that now he's a starting uh, Sam linebacker. What's it like playing with him, and, and what do you notice about what he brings? Oh man, he brings that too. Like he's he's very vocal. Like like he just he's always talking. He's always talking and keeps it. And you know he's always talking, making sure even making sure that even though you know he's going to tell you like you know make sure that hey you got this you got that like. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Like, yeah, yeah. Tell me, yeah. I might, you know, I might have, a, I might have a brain for it. So, yeah, tell me. But he's always talking to you, and it's, and it's like he's, and it's like it's not like his first year. He doesn't play like it's this is his, like first time starting. Like he plays like mm-hmm. a vet, and that's, and that's what this whole team is all about. Like, no matter who you are, like, it's, he's ready to go. He's ready to ride, and like he's 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 good. He, and he's been balling, man. He's been doing his thing, man. It's, yeah. it's good to see. Okay, so moving away away from football for a minute. Uh, in Winnipeg, if you have a day off uh, or a few days off, what's your favorite thing to do or place to check out in Winnipeg, Kyrie? Ooh, see, 
So I'm kind of, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of like a homebody. Like, so I ain't going to lie. I like to chill, relax, watch a couple movies. Maybe if I'm really feeling good, cook me some food. But, I mean, every, and like, every now and then, I, like, a lot of people don't really talk about it. I like, to, I like to go, I like to, I like to go to Moxie's. Like, I like, Moxie's like an underrated, like, I don't, you don't really hear a lot of people talk about Moxie's, but I like to go there and get some food and stuff. But like, they got good food. I, know, man, I I'm really, yeah, 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 it's very good. And so like, I'm very chill. Like, I'm a homebody and sometimes I like to go on going like little walks or whatever just but i really don't do nothing. i'm i'm simple man like i don't really do too much it's like i just like to chill man just relax man and every like, now and then i might hang out you like movies okay. is, is there a particular like genre you're into yeah that's what i want to know too i i, I, I like i'm lately i've just been like on the, like there's been a lot of different netflix movies so i mean it really, 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 um, whatever catch my how, however I'm feeling at that time. Like if I'm feeling a little bit, you know, want some action, go action. Well, you no, know, it kind of like whatever the weather is too. You know, maybe a little, you know, I don't know. But it really just depends. But yeah, there's a lot of good movies on there. So I, yeah, it's just, just I'm just, just chilling, man. That's a that's a big thing. I don't really do too much. Well, let me ask you this: How different is Winnipeg and Canada off the football field than you know back home in the states? Uh, be honest with you, you said how many? Uh, be honest with you, and hey, hey, bring it in. I'll do this. Like what I'm doing here, I'll probably do the same thing there. My, I mean, I might go. <laughs> <There you laughs> go. I mean, ain't nothing, ain't, ain't nothing changed, man. Ain't nothing changed. But um, really, like, yeah, because when I'm like when I'm back there, I'm probably I'm like visiting family and stuff like that. And then a couple times, you know, might go to the beach and stuff like that. But ain't nothing crazy, nothing crazy, man. Just doing the same thing here. Doing what I'm doing here. What you probably see me doing there. Nice. Well, Kyrie, you know, we appreciate your time so, so much. Uh, before we let you go, give us a quick thought on the Toronto Argonauts. And I'll, I'll maybe ask a question knowing what the answer is. But does anything change when you might see a different quarterback than uh, the Argos have had for the majority of this season? No, no, no. And it can't change, man. We, like right now we're in crunch time. We gotta, no matter who's playing. Whatever, whatever, whoever, no, no matter who's in the in the in the game, we gotta we gotta do what we gotta do, man. So yeah, it doesn't change. Like the the the, the plays still stay the same, and you know it doesn't change. Like intensity still the same. Yeah, time for a little uh little redemption. Last time you saw them, of course, was uh was the Grey Cup. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But like at the same time, we just gotta we gotta do what we gotta do, and you know, and everything else will play out play out how it's supposed to. But as long as we do what we do, we should be in good shape. Nice. Kyrie, thanks again, man. Really appreciate your time. You're one of my favorite people to talk to uh, on on the team, and and that's saying something. Um, So, uh, hey, enjoy your time at home. I'm a bit of a homebody as well. So, uh, you know, when you're not working, kick back, relax, enjoy. And, uh, you know, I I know you're going to be going to work first, uh, you know, bright and early in the morning uh, ahead of a a huge game on Friday at IG Field. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I appreciate you for having me on, man. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Nice. Yeah, thanks, thanks so Kyrie. much, Kyrie. That was great. Kyrie Wilson of your Winnipeg Blue Bombers, weak side linebacker, joining us on Bonfire Sports. Uh, really insightful conversation there. Kind of like, you know, we kind of went all over the place, you know, uh, touched on a whole bunch of different stuff. But um, I, I think right there is, um, you know, a small picture of the humble workmanlike mentality so many men on this team have. So, so many of them where they're just love playing the game, go to work, do their job, go home, relax, kick back, you know, uh, do their thing, enjoy their family and their friends and their downtime. But when they go to work, they they put it in. And, uh, you know, for a guy that missed 12 months uh, yeah. to injury and, you know, of course, you know, I mentioned the, the Grey Cup game, but whether he was in that lineup or not, it was a game that, you know, you lose to your opponent, you're going to you're going to still remember it whether you're in that game or not. So, um, but uh, great young man, really appreciate uh, uh, Darren Cameron. Shout out buddy um, for setting that up with uh, Kyrie Wilson. Appreciate his time. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. So uh, here's the thing, Schnitzi. We, we know that the Argos are coming to Winnipeg, but let's update people on what we could see well ahead of the depth charts coming out on Thursday morning. And when those depth charts do come out, of course, you're going to want to join me and Chris Walby for game day, Winnipeg, your pregame show ahead of bombers. Argos will go live on Thursday at three kickoff, of course, Friday night. Uh, and then the postgame show schnitzy, you and I will, uh, get it rocking, uh, after the game. 
So some guys have been returning to practice, which is an awesome thing. Uh, you mentioned uh, Teadric Hansen, uh, Zach, yeah. and uh, to, to see him back uh, is great. Uh, suffered an Achilles injury about 13 months ago. Uh, him and Kyrie Wilson were uh, rehabbing together, similar injuries, uh, all offseason. Um, but full participant the last two days. And what a boon. What a, yeah. uh, you know, uh, great re-addition to this team when they need it. And, and you know, most notably, the cover teams, the special teams that have not been very good. That's even diplomatic. They've been pretty bad yeah, for the Blue man. Bombers over the last good stretch of time. He is such a stud on special teams, right? Like... Everybody remembers what he did in the 2019 Grey Cup when he took out two guys at once or threw one guy into another guy, right? Like, that is iconic uh, yeah. for Bomber fans. But it's not just those those show-me plays. It's it's the nitty-gritty. He gets, you know, he gets into the trenches. He gets into the – on as a defensive end, but he also gets, you know, he gets his nose into that – um, just wild melee that is special teams in the CFL. Uh, I just think he's so huge coming back. And like I said, like he plays on the defensive end in a rotational role. Uh, I think one of the knocks on the Bombers this year is they're only dressing, you know, five or six defensive ends uh, and tackles when other teams are dressing more. Well, they just didn't have the depth there. So having Theodric Hansen as a depth player there to be able to rotate and be able to cause havoc is is absolutely massive for this team yeah no question no question it is um the return game is the other area right and yeah. uh you know jeff hamilton who joined me on on the post game show uh you know when you were getting surgery on your knee zach and, and again great to see you back and uh up on your feet at least sometimes knee, yeah. right knee is doing uh, well everybody i see a lot of people asking me about my knee i mean i'm 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 touched it's it's going well i'm doing physio i'm getting getting back in there boys and girls man. um mm -hmm. but uh, a thing that uh, uh hammer and i talked about on the post game was you know i posed a hypothetical who would you rather have back if you had to have one healthy player out of two mike miller or janarian grant and i said mike miller which I knew would be controversial and I knew a lot of people would disagree with. Now, while Janarian Grant would assumedly stabilize and return the Bombers return game to the, you know, often dangerous uh, group that it is, I see a Mike Miller return as one that uh, is almost more valuable because of, of the leadership he brings in addition to just being the GOAT. The greatest of all time, future Hall of Famer, all-time special teams tackle leader in yeah. Canadian Football League history. Um, the Bombers cover teams, to me, is more of a concern than the return game. What say I, you? I actually totally agree with you. Uh, like, what? I'll, I'll reference what, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll on this point, I'll agree with you. I, uh, you know, not that Willie Jefferson is the best player on this team or in the league, but uh, that's Zach Kolaris. But um I'll agree with you on this one. And, and Mike O'Shea talked about this on the coaches show a couple of weeks ago. He said like the, the main job of the return team punt and kick returns is to make, is to give possession back to your offense. When, what he means by that is I think your main job is to, you know, field the ball cleanly. Don't turn it over, uh, get positive yards, but then give it back to the offense. Whereas I think, and I think we've been doing that. I mean, people will talk about Jamal Parker and, and Greg McRae, and um, I think those were the two that were returning, mm -hmm. not doing much, but they haven't. They Johnny haven't Augustine the returned one last game. Oh, Augustine, yeah, that's right. Maybe we'll right. see more of him. Maybe, but but they're not putting the. They're not doing anything great. They're not busting out big runs, but they're not putting the ball on the turf either. Whereas I think the return team is just they they're giving up field position game after game, Darren, and I think that's where. I mean, you know, Tiazric Hansen, and also, of course, as you mentioned, Mike Miller, the GOAT. Mm -hmm. uh, they are players that I think would really stable. Like, you look at offense and defense, and you say, okay, if Jackson Jeffcoat's out, that's a big, big blow to the defense, right? The defense just looks different. They don't play as well. You know, when Kolaris was out, it was Drew Brown. Uh, he did okay. He, they won in Calgary. But why isn't it that we think, of, like, that in special teams, if a player's missing, why wouldn't they be affected? 
right? It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a true third phase of, of the CFL. And if you're missing guys like Mike Miller, who's going to be a hall of famer, I think um, the goat, of course, it's going to affect your coverage. Why wouldn't it? Just because yep. of special teams. Isn't it like you have 15 guys that can plug and play like a Mike Miller who just run, like called it a melee. I think it isn't like just run through that gauntlet of, of uh, sprinting players trying to kill each other and, and with abandon. Like the, the guy's special. Of course it's going to affect yep. the kick coverage. Yeah. And a lot of people disagreed with me, but uh, it's a hypothetical, right? It's it's food for thought more than anything. Um, Janarian Grant running at Bombers practice, but not participating, not in gear or anything like that. Uh, to me, obviously speculating, uh, it tells me that a return is on the horizon, but maybe that horizon still a ways out. Uh, Mike Miller has not been practicing or doing anything at least, uh, visibly, uh, physical, uh, but is on the field uh, at practice, you know, coaching and and um, uh, working with his teammates uh, in in that respect, um, which is is a positive sign. But you know, uh, who knows if we see Mike Miller uh, again this year? I sure hope so. Uh, Me too. The Toronto Argonauts uh, injured crew as they return to the practice field uh, today. Uh, the notable ones: Winton McManus, their All Star middle linebacker uh, limited on day one with an ankle injury. AJ Ouellette, who is right there with Brady Oliveira, I would say uh, Kevin Brown of Edmonton um, and uh, James Butler of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, top tailbacks in the league. AJ Ouellette did not play last week. They rested him. He is a full participant today and looks to play on Friday in Winnipeg. That's a big one. Jamal Peters, their defensive back, uh, was limited. Cam Phillips seems to be uh, dealing with some sort of injury. Uh, he did not practice. I'm not sure if he will play uh, on Friday. But with Ouellette, a full participant, people are going to ask, well, what about Andrew Harris? And of course, right. Zach, for those watching closely, Andrew Harris has been placed on the six-game injured list was placed there last week by Toronto. So yep. he will not dress, will not play. I presume he will be on the sidelines. I bumped into a buddy of his who said he is coming to Winnipeg. So oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see if he's on the field. And a lot of people also talking like, will the Bombers honor Andrew Harris? Will they draw attention during a TV timeout or a quarter break or something like that? Put him up on the Jumbotron, thank him for his time in Winnipeg. Um, you know, time heals all wounds. I would say time heals most wounds. Uh, fans are a little bit more fickle than uh, the average bear. Uh, so there, there's still some fans out there that are, are bitter, salty uh, about uh, Harris moving on. Uh, I've never really understood that. In the end, football's a business, right? Everybody has to make decisions. Teams, players, agents, uh, everybody. So uh, him deciding to continue his playing career and, and put in a couple years with the Toronto Argonauts, win a third straight Grey Cup. Hate to, to mention that, but he did. Uh, and, and be a leader on that team. Uh, more power to him. You know, this will be his last season. He has got a... Um, did, did you hear, Zach? He's got a... Uh, yeah, a documentary a in the works. To, yes, I, a relentless. Uh, it's yeah. called Relentless. I heard that. Of course that. it yeah. is. Of course it's called um, Relentless. I, I'm. You call me fickle. I'm a little bit sour about how things ended here, especially because he seemed to be pointing fingers at at O'Shea and Walters um, a little bit. And I, uh, from what I heard and saw, he. He, you know, he was injured for most of the 2021 season and didn't take his rehab super seriously is what I heard. And, and they kind of mm -hmm. lost faith in him. And I think, what do you expect the coach and, and management to do if you're, you know, injured most of the time and, you know, you're maybe not taking your rehab uh, as seriously as, as you should be. Uh, that, is hearsay, that is hearsay though. Well, it is okay. hearsay. There's no solid reporting on that. Just to be clear, no. I just want people okay. to understand. Yeah, I know, but you can believe um, what you want to believe, but yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just I just think he was a little salty when he left, whereas the Bombers were all class about it. And, uh, you know, I think I think it would like last year with the Argos. Yeah, he won a third straight great cup, but he was in more of a mentorship role and a, and a coaching role of the team. And I, I wish he had been able to do that and finish out his career in Winnipeg and accept the fact that, you know, it was time for the younger guys to step up. It would have been a nice story. Um, I think he could have helped the team win a third great cup. Obviously he was effective still on the field, but it just, as a, as a, you know, as a Winnipegger Oak Park grad, uh, it kind of sucked that, that he didn't finish his career in Winnipeg. Sure. And, and maybe maybe ego got in the way. Uh, Also, of course it is a business and you want to, he did get well paid by Toronto. So I don't begrudge him that, but maybe just the way it happened was, uh, was not great. You know, and, and a lot of people say like, oh, you know, he chased the big check. Well, like, do you understand what these guys do? They put their bodies, their minds, their time on the line every time they step on the field and their earning potential is very, very small in relation to their entire lives, right? You know, so many people say like, oh, well, these guys make more than doctors or they make like, first of all, CFL players really don't get paid that much, really, even the highest paid players. But for the ones that do get paid a lot, how long is their career? Not everybody's Andrew Harris. Not everybody is uh, Adam Big Hill or, you know, these guys that are able to extend their careers into a second decade. It's nearly unheard of. It's celebrated because it's so rare. Um, I will never fault somebody for making a decision that's best for their family or best for themselves or best for their situation because they don't got another 10 years. Many of them don't have another five years. Many of them don't have another year. You have to take advantage when you can. And, you know, we've, we've heard Jackson Jeffcoat's dad, who, um, you know, played with the Dallas Cowboys, those great teams of the Cowboys, the uh, late 80s, early 90s, and how he was regretful that he signed a free agent deal for a little bit more money with the Buffalo Bills. And what happened? He got the Bills to the Super Bowl and they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. So he didn't get a ring out of that situation. Would he trade the difference in salary for that? Maybe, maybe he would, right? But everybody, every situation is different. That's just one example from 30 years ago in a different league. Uh, you know, I, I'm never going to blame an athlete or an individual doing something like maximizing their opportunity when they can. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, like storybook uh, and, and in Winnipeg, I get that. It would have been very, very cool to have Andrew remain a blue bomber through, uh, you know, and ride off into the sunset, right? The reality is he was, if not the most, among the group of individuals that helped end a 29-year Grey Cup drought. He is a legend. He is a future Hall of Famer. He will be celebrated by this franchise and by this football club and by the fan base because he deserves that. Even if he decided to leave or even if he was pissed off and and said some things or did some pointed thing, whatever, you know, that's emotional, small picture stuff. Big picture is he's a special guy. He's a special player. and a Winnipegger. We should celebrate that. So, you know. Oh, and I'm sure he will. Yeah. I'm sure he will. But, you know, he's also made, he has side businesses. He's made, he's made, I wouldn't want to say he's made his money, but he's made, he's made good money. You know, maybe you think, good for him, but, you know, yes, everyone wants to maximize their earning potential, but maybe, maybe it was about more than that. You know, like maybe you take that 50,000, you would have got in Toronto. Plus this cost of living there is astronomical. I lived there on two occasions. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe you take that into account and say, what's more important to me? Is it, is it my legacy in Winnipeg or is it getting an extra, you know, 30, 40, $50,000? I I get, you know, I get what Scott Rogers saying, but maybe, maybe there's a legacy thing there. Maybe there's a, he, you know, he played, he was basically a backup last year in Toronto, he could have, would have been a backup in Winnipeg too, and would have finished his career. Um, and would have, would have been able to mentor, uh, Brady Oliveira and Johnny well, Augustine. So you, you, you call him a backup, but I, I don't think football players think that way. We hear Michael Shea all the time say like, there's no starters. There's no number twos. There's no second team. There's no, this. you know, okay. I think that's because that's how players think of it. Right. And for Andrew Harris, 
maybe that, um, you know, more sparse or spaced out playing role serves his body the best. And but yeah, he could have done that in Winnipeg. He, he could have, sure, he could have continued to mentor Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine, but who's saying he isn't still doing that? Because he's been, you know, close with Brady for years, years and years and years and years and years, like well before Brady was even in university, you know, playing at UND. So wherever Andrew goes, he is going to coach and mentor and bring along and pass on that knowledge to a younger generation, a younger player or group of players. What's Andrew going to do after his playing career? Well, he's already signed on with the Victoria Island Raiders of the piece uh, of the British Columbia junior football league, right in, in the, uh, the CJFL. And he's going to be the president and coach. And that's what he is going to do to give back. He has, you know, uh, business interests out there in BC and here in Winnipeg. Um, but I don't think anything gets, maybe the storybook takes a, uh, you know, a tragic chapter, but the storybook is still a storybook for yeah. you know a guy like Andrew. It, it's it's, it's had a couple of those chapters, right? Well, and I think what you said makes you know is very true. Time does heal all wounds, and I think in ten years, um, it, people won't won't be thinking um, so much about that year or two in Toronto. Um, they'll think more about what he did for this organization, which was yeah, yeah as you said. I mean, he took the team on his back and broke that 29-year curse and then did it back-to-back. Yeah, he's he's a special player. Uh, And I I, I hope he does get honored in some small way on Friday. I do. I I think he deserves that in the least. For sure he does. Yeah. And, you know, like some other people, some some other, just last thoughts, like some other people mentioning in the live chat. Something I don't think a lot of people realize is that there's more to life and more to a decision than football and dollars and the contract and the team and the term and the, you know, organizational fit. And, oh, you know, is he this type of player? Will this they run this type of offense or this or that? Sometimes it's a personal thing, right? You know, family, personal issue, what, whatever, uh, you know, good, bad, otherwise all of it factors in. So, you know, those are the things that don't need to be publicly uh, disseminated, right? Um, but hey, you know, it's Winnipeg, it's a fishbowl. Uh, and Andrew Harris is a celebrity. Uh, Winnipeg famous, probably Canada famous, um, you know, for for who he is and, and what he's done. But um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how Friday night shakes out uh, with Andrew uh, scheduled to be on the sidelines uh, for the game yeah. on the six game injury list. All right, where did you want to go, Schnitzi? Well, my my sober second thought, it's going to be short and sweet. Uh, and it's I, I usually do the question, concern, crazy good moment. I'm just going to do the concern. You got a okay? concern. Just the concern, okay. okay? On second thought, buddy, what is going on with this team? Okay? Mm. They get kicked in the teeth by BC, and then they come back and blow the crap out of them. That sounds really bad. I'll, I should use another metaphor. But they obliterated BC 50 to 14. They lose a, a squeaker to Saskatchewan. They come out and put up the 50 burger on, on Saskatchewan, right? But then for these other games that, that you know, they should be sharp and should be beating, teams like Ottawa and Hamilton, they don't seem to be able to get up for these games and they've let those two slip away when when they really shouldn't. They they should have beat them. I mean, everybody gets paid to play, blah, 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 parody, this and that. Toronto just laid the smackdown on Hamilton for the fourth straight game. They weren't even starting their – I mean, Harris and Ouellette weren't even playing, and they just smoked them. The exact same team we played a couple of weeks ago, and we lost. So who is this team, and what is it with the consistency? It's gotten me a little bit concerned. And and I wonder, like, do they have to be embarrassed to get up for a game to, uh, you know, to get their revenge on a team like they did against BC and Saskatchewan? You know, are they a bit complacent? Which I never thought I would say, you know, this is a Mike O'Shea team. But what is it about, you know, some of these games that they're letting slip away that could cost them the West Division title? Mm-hmm. It could. They're tied with BC now. It's going to come four. down to a, a rubber match at 10 and four. Um, it, it has me a bit concerned. What do you say? 
fire starters. What do you say, DB? Yeah, get in the live chat right now. Let us know uh, your level of concern. Uh, scale of zero to 10, 10 being the most concerned and zero being you got full faith that uh, Winnipeg will not just get back to the Grey Cup, but hoist it on November 19th in the 110th version of the Canadian Championship in Hamilton. Um, it, Zach, you're asking the million-dollar question, the billion-dollar question in the Canadian Football League right now, because to take a step back, this is what we know right now. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are more pretenders than the real deal. Calgary is pretty much at this point out of the race nearly Edmonton is making a late push, but they started zero and nine. So how much of a push can they actually make? I don't know if they're going to, you know, if they're, maybe they could be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to make any noise in the playoffs in the East. Ottawa lost what seven straight games before beating Saskatchewan last week. Uh, Hamilton, good, bad, ugly, good, bad, ugly, good, bad, ugly. And, um, you know, the Montreal Alouettes are, are inconsistent. The, the, the Argos are a one loss team that are on the home stretch here. And I think it's smart. Ryan Dinwiddie is resting some of his guys. It's disappointing, you know, as a fan of the league and a fan of the game. Uh, I'm disappointed that we're not going to see Chad Kelly versus Zach Kolaris, that we're not going to see Andrew Harris and AJ Olette against Brady Oliveira and, Lawler and Schoen and, and the, the receiving core here in Winnipeg. Um, but I also, you know, uh, am actually impressed with Ryan Dinwiddie and that strategy. When you have three bye weeks in the first half of the season, frankly, you have to play things differently uh, with your schedule and with rest and, and all those sort of load management as Gregory and the, the live chat always likes to talk about. Um, Cause that's what it is. Uh, so they've locked up the East. They will host the East final. The, uh, the Saturday before the Grey Cup playoffs on Saturday this year uh, in yeah, the CFL. Love it. Grey Cup love Sunday, it. untouched as it should be. Um, yeah. And then you have BC and you have Winnipeg in the West. And BC and Winnipeg are frankly incredibly similar in that, you know, I would say Zach Kolaris is the MOP front runner. I would say Chad Kelly is there. I would say Brady Oliveira is there, but Vernon Adams jr. Has shown incredible, incredible skill this year and explosion. And he's got a great receiving core, strong run game with Taquan Mizell. Uh, the line is playing well. Um, I'm not putting VA on the same plane as, uh, Zach Kolaris, but I would say that they've had similar seasons in that once in a while they have a game where they're prone to mistakes. Um, maybe more trademark, uh, or, uh, what Vernon Adams jr. Has shown in his career uncharacteristic of Zach Kolaris, but either way, sim similar seasons this year. Well, um, in BC, just to jump in BC lost yeah. to Hamilton at home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, th those two teams know each other well. Uh, yeah. But BC has had great games, very impressive games. They've other they've they've also had games that they're really surprised with uh, their inability to either close out games or or compete. Um, yeah. sa same goes for uh, the Blue Bombers. So Bombers Argos this Friday, no Chad Kelly or, or some Chad Kelly. That's what I was going to do is I was going to bring up uh, this. Uh, this was the report today uh, out of Hamilton or sorry, out of Toronto. And uh, that's Matthew Shinetti of TSN. The Argos will rest Chad Kelly against the Blue Bombers this week. Backup Cameron Dukes uh, took the first team reps at practice on Tuesday. But there is a chance Chad Kelly could play in some capacity. Is this cloak and dagger? Is this legit? I think it's legit. I think, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the Argos are, are doing the best they can to manage their season, manage their roster. And, and ultimately, 
you know, you start playing head to head with a team that is, is gunning for you. That being Winnipeg gunning for Toronto, you, you, you are walking a bit of a line with how much you show and uh, it's going to be physical. And for Toronto, it's on the road, hard place to play. Uh, maybe smart to rest Chad Kelly, even if it I is to the detriment of, of the, the TV broadcast and the radio and, um, you know, and, and the fans out there that, that want to see that, you know, one a one B MOP candidates this year. Yeah. I've heard that from a lot of fans today on, on, on social media that they would really like to see a true battle of the top two teams in the league. And it's unfortunate uh, some people pointing to the schedule makers, you know, why, why did it take so long for these two teams to have a great cup rematch, but I'm not going to go there per se. I just, if I was Ryan Dinwiddie, I'd be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, why show your cards in a meaningless game? Why risk your, your quarter, your, your franchise quarterback, uh, you know, getting susceptible, getting injured or anything like that. Right. Like, it's it just makes sense. It, yeah. it would be silly for them to bring Chad Kelly along and have him start. There's just no point to it. Um, so it's a, it's a bit disappointing. But for me, I'm not actually that disappointed. I all I care about is that they win. Win the West. Yeah. They need to win. I don't say they need to win the West, but as we know, I think yeah. you, you have a sixty percent, sixty plus percent chance of being in the Grey Cup if you win your division in the CFL. Like it's it's a big deal. You get a buy. You well, get, it's one you get less to game rest. you got to win. You uh, one less game you got to win, and then yeah. you know you have the home field advantage of IG Field, the Maddows on Matheson. It it's it's a thir- it, it is really a thirteenth man. I mean, the last game, the Banjo Bowl, it was as loud as I've ever heard it. That affects other teams. Like, the Bombers have an impeccable record at home. Well, and for Chad Kelly, you know, like film analysis. Oh, by the way, great point by T. Conopoli. Great take. I like that. Vernon Adams Jr., more deserving of the MOP than Chad Kelly. Uh, love the hot take. That's what Bonfire is about. Hit it up, uh, everybody. Um, the There's film study, but then there's the ability for a player to watch live and hear the coaches in your ear like every moment of the game in that you know what defense your team is calling, you know what offense your team is calling, like you're you're watching everything almost from above. Um, whether he'll be on the sideline or or you know up in up in the booth, that sort of thing. We'll see. But uh that could be very valuable for Chad Kelly. Because uh, just just to get familiar with the opponent, the potential likely Grey Cup opponent for Toronto in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and, and what the defense has and, and their tendencies and, and all those sorts of things. That said, I wouldn't put it past Winnipeg. Never. I'll never put it past Winnipeg to play cloak and dagger and to not show your cards or show their cards and, and to do different things. They're not going to be like, you know, okay, well, let's just play our game. No, you're playing against Toronto. They're watching closely. They're going to be watching all the games closely. You got to keep, uh, you know, uh, an ace in the hole or, uh, you know, uh, an ace up your sleeve um, for those big games that matters. I, how many times have you heard fans this year, Zach, say, how come we haven't seen any trick plays this year? <laughs> Why? Why would they need to? Yeah. Use it when you need it. Use it in a playoff game. Use it in the cup. Um, you know, I fully expect Winnipeg uh, and, and Toronto to, to meet in the Grey Cup in Hamilton. Uh, Bonfire Sports will be there. Oh, yes, uh, as we always are. So uh, keep it locked for that. And, um, you know, uh, in the end, uh, we'll call this a warm-up round between the Bombers and the Argos. Uh, but if you asked anybody on that team, and like, you know, like we had Kyrie on earlier, you prepare the same way, no matter what, uh, winning that game in, uh, BC in just over a week is going to secure the season series for either the bombers or the lions, which could be the determining factor, uh, when it comes down to who hosts that West final game. Massive, massive game. I mean, I'm getting excited about that one in BC, but first we got to win this one. Mm-hmm. I do think the Bombers will show something, though. Like, they may show a couple more wrinkles than than you're saying, DB, because they need to win the West. They want to win the West really badly and have that West final come through Winnipeg again. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not saying they're going to have a couple trick plays this week, but I, I don't think they're going to play it as close to the vest as maybe some people are thinking. I guess from the other, the other thing I want to say is from Toronto's perspective, they also want to see uh, what Cameron Deuce can do, and they want to give him valuable yep. reps just in case something happens to Chad Kelly. I mean, this is a great cup or bust year for Toronto, just like it is Winnipeg. And you you often need to have two uh, viable QBs on a team to win it. Uh, you point. saw it last year with yep. Toronto. McLeod Bethel-Thompson wasn't doing much. Then he got injured, and Chad Kelly had to come in, and he had to play out of his mind. And... Uh, you know, complete that winning drive. So you you do need Dukes to get some reps, I think. And what better, you know, throw him right into the fire, right? Like see how he does <laughs> in well, Winnipeg at IG Field. Yeah, and it, it was that number two change of pace, tendency yeah. breaker quarterback that frankly helped the Argos win the Great Cup 100%. last November. Yeah. If McLeod Bethel Thompson 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 McLeod Bethel Thompson stomping stomping McLeod if stomping he stays Tom in McLeod. that game, I'm pretty sure that the Argos lose. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing anything really. Um, well, both teams were kind of doing nothing really, you know. <laughs> oh, in that fourth quarter, except for Janarian Grant. I mean, uh, but we can't even. No, I can't even. I'm not over this loss. You're not going there. You can't, go we there? can't. We can't That's go fair. there. No, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I hope the. I hope the. I, this isn't how the Bombers think, but I'm sure. There's some level of them just wanting some revenge. Come on. They want to put the boost to the Argos. You always want to get the last laugh, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, I I do also see that as uh, on the horizon, a Grey Cup rematch. And, uh, you know, maybe we finally beat them in the Grey Cup, which we've never done, which is shocking. We've lost, what, now seven of them to the Argos and never beaten them in the big game. So... Anyway, that's that's getting ahead of ourselves, Darren. Yep. Yep. Let's not do that. We don't want to do that. But Friday's going to no, be a, a, a ton of fun. And again, if you haven't yet subscribe, give that thumbs up. Go push the thumbs up uh, button right now. And if you're not able to, it's super easy to uh, sign up for a Google account, get a Gmail address, uh, set yourself up with a uh, YouTube account, and then, uh, hey, then getting Bonfire uh, and all the great digital offerings here in Winnipeg with uh, the great stuff Hustler and Remo do and Kenny and Rennie and the Illegal Curve guys and and so much more. Uh, Easy to just subscribe and have it at the ready uh, wherever you are in your pocket. Um, but, uh, appreciate you guys doing that. Appreciate the live chat. Great to see everybody here tonight. As always, uh, you're going to be back on Thursday when Chris Walby joins me for game day, Winnipeg and the pregame show, uh, and Schnitzi looking forward to seeing you in the post game after, oh, yeah. uh, I don't care who plays. It's going to be a good game at the madhouse. Another sellout at IG field. Oh yeah. I, I can't wait. It feels like it's been an age since the Banjo Bowl. I got to get back there. Um, yeah, I uh, I can't wait to exact some revenge. I don't care who's playing quarterback. The Bombers want that West Final in Winnipeg. They're going to throw a lot at Toronto. Maybe not everything, but they're going to throw a lot at them, buddy. And it's going to be a sweet, sweet event in Winnipeg on Friday. Friday night, baby. Friday night, night football. Yeah, 25th, under the lights. 25th anniversary. You can hear the music now. Or if you're at the game, it can hear the crowd already. Yeah. I hope, uh, I think they're going to do a makeup for that Banjo Bowl uh, no flyby. There was supposed to be a flyover. It never happened. Maybe it'll happen on Friday. That would be sweet. I love yeah. those flyovers where you feel like your head's going to explode. It's so loud. It's a, it's a cool feeling. So you, you, everybody out there remembers the pure later tackle hunger games, right? Where you bring a, you know, a tin for the bin, all that sort of stuff. Well, this game is a school supply drive. So bring school supplies to help those who can't afford all of the supplies that they need for their education. It's a great, great thing to take care of the kids, uh, to take care of uh, all the young people that need a little bit extra help, uh, Pencils, pens, books, notebooks, paper, um, you know all the stuff. Uh, bring it. 
pop by the dollar store, pop by uh, Staples or wherever on your way to the game uh, or grab it now and uh, have it, uh, you know, ready to go with with your bomber gear, your your cowbell and the rest uh, and, and bring it to the game. They'll have some bins outside uh, of IG field where you can uh, deposit those school supplies uh, for the kids. Nice. I think that's awesome. Uh, shout yeah. out Maya Turner uh, of the Manitoba yeah. Bisons. Uh, first female to score points in a regular season U sports football game. She also had the game winner in double overtime and awesome story. Uh, my friend Judy Owen wrote a piece of the Canadian press. You can find that on CBC's website, a whole bunch of other places. Uh, with, with Canadian Press Wire Service. Uh, the Free Press has some pieces up there. Um, I'll mention this, though. U Sports, great for Maya Turner, great for Brian Doby's program there in the Manitoba Bisons. Uh, I was at that game working. Uh, I then went and did the Winnipeg Rifles game. They absolutely annihilated the Edmonton Wildcats, 39-0. Huge win for the Rifles uh, as they're trying to get back into the uh, PFC playoffs again. Uh, in the Canadian Junior Football League. There has been females playing in Canadian Junior Football for a number of years, and they're playing like D-line. So shout out all the female football players out there. Winnipeg Wolfpack, Winnipeg Fearless. I saw y'all at uh, the uh, Kidney Foundation walk back on Sunday. Uh, Awesome to see uh, you guys there, and uh, just great to see women breaking barriers, playing the sports. Uh, everybody's welcome. Uh, I love that, and uh, you know, big champions of of that right here on Bonfire Sports. So uh, shout out everybody who's in on that. Nice, well said, buddy. Okay, waiting for the word, my good friend. Sayonara, everybody.